Which one we discussed? Continue. Then? I'll tell you later. Not the balcony theory. Yes, the balcony theory. No, I don't want to talk about the balcony <laughs> no, theory. You talk, talk about your. Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How's it going? And welcome back to this week's episode of the savage podcast. Woo! God damn, we'd be recording a million episodes this I know, week. we are literally, guys, we are recording after recording after recording. Because we had to pre-record multiple episodes mm-hmm. because I'm leaving next week on, leaving me? on a big business trip. Oh, God damn, that's It'd be true. for business. What kind of business? It ain't for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, it's, uh, it's business and pleasure. Exactly, yes. exactly. I'm going to Thailand mm-hmm. and Vietnam. And I decided to do, um, so basically Thailand and Vietnam is, if you guys don't know, it's with um, this company that does these tours Mm -hmm. and we're doing like a vegan food tour and a few of my, you know, viewers are coming along with me, which is very exciting. That is exciting. And then, um, yeah, so I'm doing Thailand first and Mm -hmm. then I have a few days of my my own time and then going to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It should be exciting. And then I decided on my way back from Vietnam, I'm going to stop by Singapore, mm-hmm. which is my um, fourth home. <laughs> God damn it. Is your fourth home? Because your first got, home be South... Actually, no. First home be South Korea. Second. Canada. Third. Italy. Italy. Fourth. fourth. Oh, Singapore. Singapore. And then fifth was, was the UK. I got five homes. I'll be a global citizen. <laughs> anyway, I did a study abroad in Singapore. Yeah. Um, back in 2011. Oof, so, so it's been 11, 11 years. years and it's been 11 years since I've been to Asia, which is so crazy to me. Yeah. That's pretty wild. It's been 11 years. So Why I'm going back waited to, so long to go there. Rose? I don't know. I've been in Europe, you know, I went to Africa. I went mm. to, um, South America. Well, just Brazil. Yeah. But still, you know, so, mm. I went to, you know, I was exploring other places in the world. Asia's so far, especially Southeast Asia. It is. That's the thing. It's like, it's like. Oh, I'm <coughs> not looking forward to that long ass flight. It's like for us to get to Europe, it's quite fast. Well, Exa- not quite fast. It but is like, fast compared to, yeah. you know, like Asia. For example, I have to go, um, like if I were to go to Europe, if we were yeah. to go to Europe, we can just fly to the UK and it'll take nine hours. It's still long. Yeah. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But it's a direct nine flight. Nine to 10 hours. It's a direct, we can get a direct flight. Yeah. Um, And if we were to go anywhere else in Europe, it might be one layover or something. Yeah. To get to um, Thailand, I'm mm-hmm. going to Bangkok first. To get there, I have to go from here, Calgary to Vancouver, mm-hmm. Vancouver to uh, Tokyo. Yep, I did this and then exact way. La- did you? And yeah, then I have a layover way, in yeah. Tokyo. Then I go, and that's like already uh, from Vancouver to Tokyo is like nine something hours. Mm-hmm. And then from Tokyo to Bangkok is another six and a half yeah, hours. Six hours. Yeah. So that is like. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. lot. It's a lot of stop. I did like, honestly, I did the exact same flight. It was crazy. Back what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I flew Calgary to Vancouver. Then I had a layover overnight in Vancouver. Oh my God. An overnight layover. Luckily my friend was there though. So I stayed with my friend. Yeah. Um, and it was funny cause I remember arriving with my backpack and me and my friend mm-hmm. went out drinking right away. And so mm-hmm. I had to like put my backpack under like a table or something. Of course you did, Daniel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally sounds like something you do. Yeah. As I'm going on to my backpacking trip, like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm not going to get enough drinking on that, you know, like, um, and then, and then I flew to, from Vancouver cause Vancouver is like the hub to go to Asia. It really is. That's why yeah. a lot of Asians, I think they kind of settle in Vancouver yeah, just cause it's very easy to fly to Asia. Cause I think, I think from Vancouver, there's a lot of direct flights. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like right on the Pacific. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sure if you like, you can go to like, Hong Kong, you know, t- j- yeah, Japan. I can't even Japan. J- I was gonna say t- I was gonna say Tokyo and Japan, but it, it was coming yeah, out yeah, like yeah. I couldn't speak. So, um, whereas Calgary's a hub for nothing. Um, <laughs> well, there were some like there were more direct flights. I think that started to become a thing, and then mm. COVID happened. Yeah, and I think a lot of those direct flights kind of like disappeared or something. Yeah. I don't really know what happened. Well, I still think that there's. I still think, and I could be wrong. Like this is again just one of my un- unproven hypotheses. <laughs> Um, but I, Which you have a lot of Daniel. I do. I do. Which um, we, let's discuss one of those in a second. 
Which one we discussed? Continue. Tonight? I'll tell you later. Not the balcony theory. Yes, the balcony. No, I don't want to talk about the balcony <laughs> no, theory. You t- talk about your thing first. Daniel. Um, but I think overall, I think that travel has picked up, but I still think it's not at pre-pandemic levels, right? I don't know. Well, you know, it might not be because mm, I, I think there's still some people scared. Really? Mm-hmm. Who? Who be scared? There be people out there. I think I don't think scale. people are necessarily scared because of. COVID. I mean, I'm sure there are some people scared of COVID, mm. but I think it's probably also cost of living. It's things uh, are expensive. Yeah, that's Traveling true. is expensive. I mean, I mean, everything's expensive. So mm-hmm. obviously if people are like, you know, on a budget, they're not going to travel. Yeah. Um, and I think it feels maybe busier. I don't know. Again, like again, this is again, an unproven theory. Yeah. And, and maybe feeling busier because these airlines are a mess right now and yeah. they're understaffed. Yeah. So I feel like the airports look really busy. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's more so an understaffing issue, yeah. but I could, again, hypothesis. These are our unproven yeah. theories, guys. So let's talk about Daniel's unproven theory of the balcony theory. Did we, <laughs> did we talk about that? I don't know if we did, but we so can go through Let's talk about it. this and then we do Patreon shout outs, okay? Yes, yeah. So basically I have a theory, guys. And well, I mean, you had a theory, I had and, a theory. I, and I disproved it for you. Well, it's been disproven potentially. Um, <laughs> but when we were walking around downtown... <laughs> We walked past a few buildings and there was like a lot of balconies where like specifically we walked past my old building that I lived in and I was like those little fuckers because they were like they were like trying to increase my rent because they were like oh this building's in such high demand blah 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 and I was like look at all the balconies they're empty like <laughs> I, I bet you this thing's at like half vacancy rate because all of these freaking empty bel- uh, balconies and as we're walking there's like more and more apartment buildings that have like you know a handful of like vacant or or what I thought was vacant uh, so like no furniture on the balconies yeah. Um, turns out that theory completely wrong. Yeah. Cause I said, listen, just cause there's, there's no furniture on the balconies doesn't mean it's complete. who has nothing on their balcony. A lot of people, a lot of men probably <laughs> <laughs> like single men. Come on. A lot of people don't use balcony space. I don't know. That's true. I guess. You know, for example, I mean, some, some, might, some people might look at my, cause I have two balconies, <laughs> but some people might look at my front balcony and see nothing on there and think it's empty. Yeah. But then they can maybe see in the window and see they got a bunch of stuff. Were you looking into everyone's windows, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Anyway, wrong because <laughs> apparently Calgary, which again, we didn't know. We like literally last year, it was probably a completely different number. It was crazy. But it says property management company says vacancy rate in city is less than 1%. It says Calgarians feel financial squeeze anxiety amid virtually impossible rental market. What is happening? Like, how is it all of a sudden? But what I don't understand is that <laughs> that's like, everywhere. Yeah. But I, but like, I'm like, where have all these people come from? I think what the crazy thing is to us, it's crazy because mm. for me, it's like, for example, buying a house is such mm. a big deal, right? It's not, I feel like I know that there, sh- there will be some, you know, um, discrepancies depending on the market, right? So like number of people buying houses, but I mm. never thought it would be such a huge amount based on for example interest rates going mm. up and down a few percent yeah do you know what i mean like i feel like if you really wanted to buy a house and if you really needed to buy a house at that moment mm. like does it really change that much but apparently it does yeah as in like literally last year everyone was overbidding when it comes to buying a house everyone was like if you had a house on the market last year it, it would be gone in like less than a week yeah it was right crazy. and then now apparently it's very hard to sell a house mm. because of these maybe it's because of the interest rates but yeah. now apparently everyone's renting I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm so Maybe. confused. I'm also confused. <laughs> because like, I, because like, even just like last year, it was like, well, not last year, maybe the year before they were offering like so many rental incentives. Yes. Like they were like, were desperate to get people in buildings. And now I'm like, and now it's, we're at a 1% vacancy. Like how, like where, like, and it doesn't make sense that it changed so fast. I know. It would I be know. different if it was like over time. Like maybe we were at like a 10% vacancy before, and then it went down to eight and down to seven. And I then wonder down what to it five. was last year. Like you could probably look up the stat. Like I just, I don't understand like how it's flipped so quickly. That's what's crazy to me. I know it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It says rent prices going through the roof as inflation soars, but then that also doesn't necessarily make sense mm-hmm. because then I feel like that everyone's blaming things going up on inflation. Everything's as well. under inflation. They're like, oh, like I have a really. I think I said it on this podcast before, but um, we were getting into one of the stampede tents during stampede. Did I tell you the story? And we got in, and to get in, it oh, was like yes. it was like twenty five or thirty bucks. And it was then, like a ten minute inflation. Yeah, and then later, <laughs> like ten minutes later, one of our colleagues and his partner were trying to get in, and they were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, the tickets are forty dollars or something." And he, my friend, was like, "Uh, like literally, I know that everyone else just got in. And they told me it was thirty bucks." Yeah. And she was like, well, you know, inflation, all this stuff. And I'm like, you cannot say that I know, at that it's event. Crazy. Like, That's insane. What the actual fuck? So it says here, I just Googled, why has rent increased so much? It says, um, 
oh, consider this from NPR listed rents are up. Wait. 15% nationwide and as much as 30% in some cities at the same time. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, inflation and rising interest rates are pricing many buyers out of the housing market. Mm-hmm. So it is right. As in people that maybe wanted to buy, I guess they're like, I can't buy anymore because of rising costs. Mm-hmm. And also, and maybe because last year the housing market, the the prices has been inflated last year when mm-hmm. everyone was selling their houses. Look at us talking about fucking economics like we know what we're talking about. I know, Mike. My theory is, I mean, it's not necessarily my theory. It says here, it's like because the houses are now no longer affordable, that plus it's already like, again, become so much more expensive, right? Compared to, because like literally last year. But I guess my question would be like, okay, for that couple or whoever that was thinking of buying a place that's priced out of the market now, Uh but where were they living before? Do you know what I mean? Were they not renting I, or like, or like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe that's they sold. Like, I'm, again, who knows? Right? Yeah. Like, that's what's crazy because yeah. I'm like, that means things are happening. It's such a fast, uh, like in, in a large scale. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's like, not just like a, a one small, couple that's yeah. like, Oh my God, I wanted to buy a house. And it's then like, I couldn't. It's a, a mass scale. It's like everyone wanted to apparently buy a house. But I think it's because a lot of people too, they were trying to overextend themselves. So that difference, like for us, like we that's were like, what I'm saying though. Yeah, like, like for us, we were like, Oh, we got stuff well within our budgets. Right. Yeah. But like some people were like stretched. They were like trying to stretch the max. And because of that increase of the, of the mortgage uh-huh, rate, uh-huh. They, they now can't afford certain things. But, they were but you're right. Where were they living? Were they living with their parents? But that's what I'm thinking. But that's why I'm like, it doesn't add up. Like, it is it, is it like, is it like maybe some people, well, I guess if a lot of people sold their houses and then became renters. But like how many? I think yeah. there were a, probably a significant number of people also, that did. Also, I heard a lot of people, but then, and this is where I think it could change rapidly is if yeah. we have a lot of immigration. So like not, and not, yeah, even, yeah, not yeah. even outside of Canada, but like from Toronto and Vancouver, people but moving then here. They say the same thing is happening. And I don't know about Vancouver, but I've mm. heard the same thing is happening in Toronto as in rental prices are going crazy yeah uh, fuck. i don't know I, I don't know either guys, it's the same thing happening in fucking like i give up anyway who knows let's do patreon shout yes out. guys if you don't know we have a patreon page where basically we do exclusive content every month mm-hmm. uh daniel and i we already rec- recorded our september exclusive did, yeah so that's going to be up in september we already have an august exclusive that's already live. so that's some juicy content mm-hmm. for you guys Ooh, the august exclusive we spill some tea so oh, if you God. guys want to check out our patreon you also get an uh all the episodes uh ad free mm-hmm. and a week earlier than everybody else so definitely check it out how it's, much it costs it start at only three dollars a month God damn, it'd be you cheap. can't buy nothing for three dollars a month not with inflation these God days damn, guys. it'd be a fucking <laughs> avocado <laughs> anyway <laughs> Not even avocado is like six bucks now. Oh God, it's so um, ridiculous. So we have a couple of shout outs. Yes. New patrons. Thank you so much to Florina. Florina? Florina? And Florina, I think. Mm-hmm. And Anna. Thanks guys so yeah. much for joining. And for everyone that has already joined, thank mm-hmm. you. And for the future patrons, thank you very much. Yes. So shall we start with our first story? Oh God damn. I guess Wait, we already kind of talked about the first story of fucking rent being crazy oh as hell. And disproving Daniel's uh, balcony theory. You know what, guys? I think that my, you know, in some cities, my balcony theory might hold true, okay? Maybe just not in Calgary. Because, Blame Calgary for yes. everything. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm just shocked. Like, I mean, how does somebody not even have a chair Maybe on their balcony? Maybe they just moved in because, again, the rent is crazy right now. So you you, might have, you may be right. Yeah. As in, they haven't fully had a chance to, to like, like, put their stuff on the balcony. Put stuff out yet. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they're just so, rent has gone up so much that mm-hmm. they can't afford balcony furniture. This is true. Balcony furniture is not cheap, oh my, my friends. So patio, because I was gonna get patio furniture. I have already yeah. two chairs, but I was gonna get like a little it's chaise lounge, not a chaise lounge, uh, sectional. Yeah. Fuck, they're so expensive. I was like, okay, hey, and then it's not cheap. No, I'm waiting now until like, because you know things are gonna go on sale because it's getting winter. That's the thing. That's what I'm gonna buy. Totally, because now, and also the thing is, here in our city, like our summers are nice. Don't get me wrong, but they are short. So it's like some people might not think it's worth getting a balcony furniture to use like for two months out of the year. <clears throat> God damn. Anyway, guys, uh, apparently we're going to talk about something fucking devastating. Oh God. So guys, as you know, we are very much um, not proponents. What am I trying to say? Very much um, believers. Not believers. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Like, we're what are you trying to say? Like we believe in like climate change is a thing. You know what I mean? Well, it's also not based on um, belief systems. You no, know? exactly. But I mean, that's it's what people It's based on you- proven facts. Uh-huh. <laughs> And apparently there is a horrific flood. Well, there's floods. Didn't this happen a while ago? I think it's been continually going on. Because I heard about it. But the problem is also, I feel like we're not talking about this enough. Mm -hmm. So in Pakistan, there is a widespread flood that I guess has been going on for some time. Yeah. And it said, oh, since mid-June. Yes, I definitely heard about this. It has, okay, deaths 
from this flood has topped 1,000 people since mm-hmm. mid-June. And I know, like, I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong about this, guys, but, like, I think, um, like, Pakistan does experience, like, monsoon types of, r- right. of rain. I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, like, like I know in India they get some of that sure. and some of these other places. But I think this is, like... Ex- like more than what they're used yeah. to, right? Like I'm so, sure it's not a thousand people dying from this shit no, like exactly. every year, which is so bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, are we even talking about this in Western media? Like, I don't know. I, I I didn't really know too much about it, to be honest. Well, that's crazy. That's the thing. Like yeah. we are, let me just go on a little rant for a second. Yeah. In our Western world view. Yeah. Okay. We think we're, the, I mean, we think we're the center of the universe. Yes. When something happens in, for example, North America or mm. Europe, if you like, let's say, you know, if something bad happens, if you don't talk about it or like, uh, you know, you don't address it, people think you're like, you know, like if you're an influencer, for mm. example, it's like you have to talk about these things. Yeah. But then things like this happen in other parts of the world and nobody talks about it. Mm. Anyway, that's just a little annoying thing. God damn it. Beast. It's like we should be aware of this just yeah. as much as we should be aware of anything else that's happening. Exactly. Anyway, listen to this quote mm-hmm. here. <clears throat> so we are at the moment we are we are at the moment at the ground zero of the front line of extreme weather events in an unrelenting cascade of heat waves, forest fires, flash flood floods, multiple yeah. glacial lake outbursts. So I think this contributed to all the like flooding and everything else. Yeah. Um, flood events. And now monster monsoon of the decade is wrecking nonstop havoc throughout oh, the country. And it's so sad. Cause it's already like, uh, you know, an impoverished country Yeah. that where they probably don't have, you know, all of the resources and things already. Mm-hmm. And people are already suffering in, in Pakistan. They're saying they're obviously they're asking for international aid. And look at they're saying 33 million people so far have been impacted. That's like the entire population of Canada. 33 million people have been impacted by the floods. Yeah. That's yeah. 15% of Pakistan's whole population. Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking sad. Like what? Like I, and it's still happening. Like what is happening? There's also a huge flood in Korea as well. I don't Damn. like, it's not as bad as this. Like it's yeah, definitely yeah, like yeah. a thousand people dying. Like that's fucking insane. Um, but yeah, in Korea, there was like a big flood in Seoul. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see what happened. Like what is going to happen to our planet? I don't know. Like this kind of shit. Like guys, I know we we always like, we don't always talk about it, but we do talk about it quite often. And it's like, what is legitimately actually going to happen? I don't know. It's fucking scary. Like it's actually scary. It says, um, on August 8th, 2022, large scale floods hit the capital of South Korea, Seoul and surrounding areas. It was preceded by the highest rainfall in 80 years. Mm -hmm. 2,800 buildings have been damaged and at least nine people have been killed. 163 people in Seoul have been made homeless. And the people compared it to, you know, that scene in Parasite when it rains and then Mm -hmm. you see like the semi basement homes getting flooding. Like that's literally what happened in Korea. But obviously it's not as bad as what happened in um in pakistan but i mean it's obviously a global issue and unfortunately we know that these uh less fortunate countries are gonna they're gonna suffer more they're gonna suffer the most yeah and we're the ones doing most of the damaging i know this is what's such such so we're actually fucked because i remember i was watching this thing and they were talking about um it was like um kind of a high up person in in india i think it was um and they were interviewing him and they're talking about climate change and everything else. And, yeah. and, you know, they're like talking about how like, you know, India's burning a lot of fossil fuels, contributing a lot to like the, the ozone and, you know, yeah. all this other shit. And then the guy was like, you, he's like, you know why we're doing this? Because we're producing goods for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So all of your countries like Canada, US, all this, like we're getting lots of products and everything from like China and India. And at the same time, we're turning around and being like, those guys are contributing too much to, you know, um, right. to, to the climate change. They're not, you know, watching their emissions. But at the same time, we're demanding such a vast quantity of goods from them. Right. That they're producing it like at a mass, yeah. mass scale. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, everyone's to blame. Yeah. Right. Like it's also it's nobody- the companies in these in these um countries mm. that are greedy as well yeah because like they could have regulations but oh, they yeah. don't yeah. that's why our countries go to those places for the cheap goods yeah exactly which is why they also have you know like horrible labor laws and things like that so i don't want to fully be like india's off the hook it's all oh, north no, america's not. fault no it's, it's but yeah a, it's a global issue and you, you know you can't just blame it's not just one person oh problem. totally it's like, like the whole yeah. and this is the problem and this is what makes me so anxious i guess about climate change and yeah. about global warming and everything in order for us to come up with a solution, we have to unite as a globe. <laughs> and like, that's just like, in my, at least in my opinion, guys, and maybe I'm like yeah. a negative, negative Nancy here, but I'm like, how is that ever going to happen? Oh God, We can't yeah. even come together on 
the little things on masks how the fuck are we going to come together as a com- united front of a world to deal with this shit i don't know daniel i think we just go it's just gonna get worse and worse it's gonna get worse and worse like like every week we're like it's a it's a record flood it's a record-breaking thing like it's a record-breaking heat this is crazy guys mm-hmm. like i i uh, anyway anyway so mm-hmm. that happened um that's Fuck. so sad. I can't even, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. like what that feels like. Well, and just think about it after the aftermath, like mm-hmm. cleaning up the mess and picking up all yeah. the pieces. Like, and also we don't even know. It says a thousand people mm-hmm. died. And when it comes to floods like this, they probably have so many missing as well. Like, oh yeah. We don't know how many people actually died. Mm-hmm. It's probably a lot more. Yeah. Cause they just get swept under the, exactly. under the waters. Oh God. Oh, I can't think of anything worse. Oh my goodness. It's anyway, actually bad. Let's not talk about it. Oh God. Let's, let's move on to a little <laughs> but bit. But it's important to know. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I don't know if, I mean, this part's lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. So guys. Queen Brittany. Queen Brittany. <laughs> our, our, our queen and savior. Um, <laughs> the princess of pop. The princess of pop. Um, has just released a new single, guys. Uh, Hold Me Closer. Well, it's a, cl- it's a collaboration with, with Elton John. With Sir Elton John. God damn. Um, and it's her first uh, single or her first like new track in like six years. And I think it's her first one that she's released since she's no longer part of the conservatorship. Yes, yes. So that's, I think, the big landmark here is everyone's like, oh my God, like this is amazing. This is Britney's first return to music after now no longer being part of the conservatorship. Yes. So it's her, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, so people are like, wow, like this is awesome. I don't know. I mean, I'm always going to be a Britney fan at heart. Oh, okay? love her. Love a little, love me some Britney. And I'm really hoping that this signifies that she's going to be releasing an album on her own yeah. terms, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if she wants to, obviously, yeah. Britney, no pressure. Um, if, you're, <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast, um, I know it's a pretty, we got a pretty big audience out there. So, yeah. um, but uh, I really hope that it means she's releasing some Aww, new songs. Oh, did you hear her? Did you hear the song? It's called Hold Me Closer. Yeah. Hold Me Closer, Closer Tiny, tiny dancer. dancer. I haven't actually, so I was actually listening to Britney the, uh, yesterday or the yeah. day before I went for a run. I was playing the This Is Britney playlist. Yes, the yeah. Spotify playlist. And, um, you know, iconic, iconic songs. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, all of a sudden this song came up and I was like, isn't this Elton John? Yeah. And I think I skipped it because I was like, oh, it's a song I don't know. I just yeah. skipped it. Yeah, yeah. Turns out it's the new song. It's a new song. And it's gone number one, I guess, in like a tons yeah. of places, which is awesome. Um, and it, I think it's nice because it gives Britney that like little bump like that she, yes, you know, needs. Yes, a little bit of... Uh, little bit of confidence but yeah. unfortunately well i don't know if this is unfortunate but she also released oh right, you right, know, right. maybe yesterday or the you know mm-hmm. or today even a few hours ago i think it was yesterday she yeah. released some kind of 22 minute audio recording which apparently <gasps> she YouTube. deleted yeah. right after she's been um, she also like deleted her instagram yeah. like there's some she's a very she's still going like this girl needs some help okay? there's some stuff going on yeah i feel really bad for her mm-hmm. so she apparently posted a 22 minute audio clip to youtube on sunday yeah in which she addressed her conservatorship and alleged abuse she says she was put through by mm-hmm. her family i can't even imagine this poor girl man and i think also too like i didn't watch the 22 minute video but we kind of got a, a glimpse of it when she remember that um during the it trial was like a court hearing yeah during the court hearing she spoke on her behalf and went through like tons and tons of stuff that, you know, uh, she experienced and everything. Um, but it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So basically, um, some of the things that she says, uh, is she talked about a time where she was sent to a facility where she has six units of blood drawn on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Why? I I have no idea. Um, and then I think she also accused basically her entire family of like, you know, being, so fucking yeah and apparently lynn spears um britney's mom um seemed to respond to the audio recording with a post on her instagram account saying britney your whole life i have tried my best to support your dreams and wishes and also i have tried my best to help you out of hardships i have never and will never turn my back on you your rejections to the countless times i've flown out and calls made me feel hopeless i have tried to everything i love you so much but this talk is for you and me only eye to eye in private because i guess she's like calling out her mom as well for kind of like you know being whatever i think she said something along the lines of like you know it's kind of crazy that I, I see all these people on the street like fighting for my freedom mm-hmm. yet like me and my my mom and my sister are not doing anything something yeah, yeah, like yeah. this so she kind of like said they weren't maybe like directly involved but like they were involved by proxy you know what yeah. i mean because they didn't do anything yeah, right like fair. yeah because like her mom was incredibly uh involved 
when she was, you know, at the height of her fame. Yeah. She was always by her side. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. because she was probably getting a lot of money from it. Exactly. And all of a sudden in this conservatorship, her mom, what doesn't help her get out of it? I don't know. It's yeah. crazy. I still think it's just like kind of nuts when you think about the fact that she was in that conservatorship for, for so, long. so long. Yeah. And cause like the whole point, and there was a really good point made about a conservatorship. Like typically someone that's in a conservatorship, like they're not working, like they're not supporting people. Yeah. She had a whole team that she would heard like her working was like making tons of money. Yeah. It's like, why would that person be in a conservatorship? Exactly. Like, if they can make, if they can go to work and do all those things, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Like you're saying yeah. they're not compass mentis to do their, um, Yeah. It's so crazy. It says it was all premeditated. A woman introduced. This is what she said. A woman introduced the idea to my dad and my mom actually helped him follow through mm -hmm. and made it all happen. So no wonder she doesn't want to talk to her mom anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it was basically all set up. There were no drugs in my system, no alcohol, nothing. It was pure abuse. Um, and then what else? She, uh, she still doesn't understand what she did wrong back in 2008. Mm -hmm. 2008. Uh, when Jamie Spears, her father, first convinced a judge to create the conservatorship, she also recounted what it was like to work and live under the arrangement and shared more details about when she was allegedly forced into a mental health treatment center. So all of this stuff, like, mm -hmm. it's just... Anyway, it's crazy. I don't like, I'm sure there, I think the the clip is out there somewhere. I saw yeah. it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, I mean, oh God, it's, it's sad. It's sad because she's probably still dealing with all the, the mental health stuff um, mm -hmm. from, you know, from this whole thing. It says, Spears says that the, uh, she was hospitalized for something mm -hmm. and then she was completely traumatized and then she had to quickly go back to work after that, making a guest appearance on How I Met Your Mother, which I remember. Yeah. And starting... She was like Abby the receptionist or something? Yeah. Yeah. And just starting production <coughs> on her sixth studio album. And she said, oh, I remember this line. All I do remember is that I had to do what I was told. I was told I was fat every day. I had to go to the gym. They oh made me God. feel like nothing and I went along with it because I was scared. Oh my oh, God. That's so sad. Anyway, poor yeah. Britney. The video is out there. I think it's on YouTube if you search Britney Spears like 22 minute clip or something. Unless she took it, but she took it down, right? I think somebody else posted Someone, it. This is, yes. okay, this is another lesson, guys. <laughs> Whatever you put online. Yeah. You can't take that shit down, uh -huh. okay? It's forever. Someone, someone's got a copy of it somewhere, the instance you posted Especially on there. Especially when you're Britney Spears. Yeah, well. Nobody care what I put online. Mm, you'd be surprised. Right? <laughs> I, bet, I bet you some people have some, some of your videos saved. Excuse me, rude. That's it's, it's a true story. <laughs> All right, next story. So this is a big one. This is a really big one. People are talking about it like oh, crazy. The people are like... There's drama. So much drama. <laughs> so much drama. So President Biden... Okay, American news, guys. American news. Yep. President Bi Biden announced a student loan relief for borrowers. Ba borrowers. For what? Sorry, Rose? Borrowers. Borrowers. What a difficult word. Yep. Who needed most. Yeah. So what I heard, again, this is probably very much um, mm -hmm. simplifying it, and I think it sh it, it'll probably say more information in this article, mm -hmm. but what I heard is that he's giving like a, a $10,000 relief. For, that's going to be for most people, I yeah. think. Yeah, he said basically. Uh, so according to this article, there's a three-part pl plan to visit to deliver. Oh my god, to <laughs> deliver. Apparently, we can't talk today, guys. It's not a good mm -hmm. idea to record a podcast. <laughs> um, President Biden believed. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> a three. <laughs> I can't even shake talk. it off, Daniel. Shake okay. it off. <laughs> okay. Okay. A three a three part plan delivers on President Biden's promise to cancel. Uh, so basically, to offer relief for up to ten thousand or to around ten thousand dollars of uh, student debt for low to middle income borrowers. Yes. So so Biden believes that post post high school education should be a ticket to, to a middle class life. But for too many, the cost of borrowing for college is a lifelong burden that deprives them of that opportunity, which is so true. It's very true. Especially in the U.S. because tuition is so expensive which there. Is, like That's like the main problem. Yeah. So they should probably also address that. Exactly. It's like literally mm -hmm. some, some of those universities is like $100,000 a year. Oh, yeah, easily, easily. Which is fucking insane. It says here that since 1980, the total cost of both four-year public and four-year private college has nearly tripled, mm -hmm. okay? Even after accounting for inflation. That's after mm -hmm. accounting for inflation. Mm -hmm. So the price has tri tripled. Yeah. Um, and it says federal support has not kept up. Pell Grants were one, uh, once covered nearly 80% of the cost of four-year public college degree for students mm. from working families. As in, if you got some, what is called a Pell Grant. Um, I, I remember I listened to this podcast. I kind of talked about like the history of student loans. It was yeah. all fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, 
Pell Grants used to cover 80 nearly 80 percent, but now only cover a third, leaving many students from low to middle income families with no choice but to borrow mm. if they want to get a degree. So you have to borrow to mm. so much money yeah. that even if you have a good job after, which is already hard to do because a lot of people already have a university degree. Now, that's also a different thing. This is like now at the market's getting more because, you know, more so in our parents generation. Yeah. It was like if you got a degree, there was less people that got degrees. So it was more of a like. You know, it was more prestigious. It was more prestigious yeah. and it did guarantee or not guarantee, but it like helped you achieve much more likely. So exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we graduated, yeah. like everybody fucking got a degree now. Now people are saying you have to get your master's and everybody's getting their master's. It's like we're getting, which is not, which is good and bad. It's like a good thing that there's, you know, educated people are getting yeah. educated, but bad because the, the reality is there's only so many jobs. Exactly. Right. So like you can get the best degree ever and be like the smartest person in the class mm-hmm. and you might not fucking get a job, yeah. you know, like, and then you could be, burdened with all this debt depending on how much you had to take out like it's actually crazy yeah so it says um the skyrocketing cumulative federal student loan debt 1.6 trillion dollars and rising for more than 45 million borrowers Mm -hmm. is a significant burden on america's middle class middle class borrowers struggle struggle with high monthly payments and ballooning balances that make it harder for them to build wealth like buying homes Mm -hmm. putting away money for retirement etc it's a snowball effect right Mm -hmm. like it's like if you if you get out of the gate and this is, a, a, again, really where, you know, privilege and stuff really comes in because mm-hmm. it's like if you get out of the starting gate and you're burdened with such a large amount of debt right from the get go, it is going to take you longer to do everything. If you can even do those things, depending yeah. on how big your debt is and stuff like it can really um, cause a lot of challenges and, and issues. Um, and that's why those that, you know, are fortunate enough to have their families be able to pay for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. They are, that is an extra privilege that you're getting. So when you graduate, you don't have all that debt, but not everyone has that. Exactly. So, it's, and, and, I mean, they should also address this, this crazy cost of tuition, which is I know. so crazy. Um, but I mean, overall, good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it says today, Biden announced a three-part plan to provide more breathing room to America's working families as they continue to recover from the strains associated with the COVID nineteen pandemic. Mm-hmm. It says provide targeted debt relief to address the financial harms. Okay, so something about financial harms of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then. Um, make the student loan system more manageable. I don't exactly know exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's forgiving some of the loans, which mm-hmm. is good. And then people are, some people are like, oh my God, you're just getting handouts from the government. And all these old people, man, it really pisses me off. These yeah. old people that when they went to fucking college in 1930 or 1940, it was free. It was like, I mean, it was maybe not free, but yeah. it costs like barely anything compared to what it is now. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, I paid for my own college tuition or like my parents for paid for mine. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Your parents paid for yours because it was affordable at the time. Not everyone can pay for their own fucking college. But this is it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, especially if you look at like the average salary now in anywhere, like America or whatever, look at it, the average salary in America versus tuition costs. And like, depending on what, and I know there's some schools that are a little bit cheaper and whatever else, but it's like, it's tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars yes. to go to, to do a degree. Right. Like, and that's like not manageable for a lot of people. That's the thing. And also that's coupled with, so we're not only, for example, we talked about it, like, uh, how more people have university degrees. Cause mm. we've been told that we have to get degrees to get jobs, which yeah. in many cases you're sure. And I see a value in education. I so I am, you know, I am a proponent of uh, higher education, but so not only do more people have, you know, higher education, which makes it more competitive in the market. And as you said, there's mm-hmm. not enough jobs out there. Yeah. So it's going to be harder and harder for you to get those high paying jobs because mm-hmm. there's more people that have degrees. So that's already more difficult. Secondly, um, the wages are not keeping up nope. with, um, our, the cost of living in general. Right. Like we always talk about, you know, housing costs, rental costs, cost of living, you know, cost of products, like things like this are not, mm. you know, inf- it's not matching with inflation. Yeah. It's much higher than inflation. So that's already so it's more expensive to live in general. And then tuition is three times the amount. What the fuck? I know. It's so like a, please, boomer, sit the fuck down. I know. It's like it's like it's like a it's it's like a problem that's just getting exacerbated. Exactly. Like it's just getting worse and worse and worse, yeah. right? Like as inflation goes up, living costs goes up, all of this stuff, and then it's making everything more fo- unaffordable for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, eventually, you know, we're gonna get squeezed out of the markets. Oh God! And then it's even 10k. I feel like it's probably not even enough for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but at least it'll probably help some people. Yeah. And isn't it sad that we're saying like 10k is like nothing nowadays? I know, but like, think about how much. That's exactly. But like, yeah. think about how much their people are taking out, right? 10K yeah. is like 
probably not even like a year. Yeah. I think some people that were like proponents against this were like pissed off because like maybe they had just paid off their student loans. I know. I understand and that. And they're and like, yes, I annoying, paid that off. Like, but also it's like, um, so basically you suffered. So you think everyone else should suffer mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Like that's what it is. Like yeah. I get it. Maybe it should have happened earlier. Yeah. And then you would have been happy. Yeah. Come on. Let's have a little empathy here. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe there could be other programs and some people are saying they should just give like 10 K to everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, sure. I don't know. Um, yeah. but you know, and yeah, it, it fucking sucks. But would I complain about it? Mm-hmm. Would I be like, oh my God, like nobody else should get that because I didn't get that. Yeah. Things change. We do things and we realize that, you know, the errors of the past mm-hmm. and we, you know, we make the society better. It's just crazy. It's crazy how like I even think about like art, like when we were yeah. in school and like our tuition wasn't like ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Like it was still like pretty decently expensive, but it wasn't like crazy. And like even I remember one of my my um, cousins in the UK when he went to uni, it was like right around the time it was like three thousand pound a year or something. Oh, and then they tripled it. And then they tr- the next the next my next cut like his brother or sister I think it was his brother when he went. Yeah. It was three times. It yeah. Was Nine thousand pounds. It. Yeah. Insane. I yeah. don't even know who allowed that to happen. I know. How's that allowed? They tripled it in like a year. Mm-hmm. I remember this because I think we were living in the UK at the time. Yeah, it was when we were. And there. I remember it was like a big talk because it was yeah, yeah it was like three k and then all of a sudden next year they tripled it. Yeah. How? That's crazy. Because they said that it had been like protected from like, you know, increased costs and whatever and for so long. all of a sudden so they're like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy to me. It like blows yeah. my mind. Like, I wonder how much it is tuition at UFC now. It's definitely more than what we paid. Oh, yeah. 100%. I remember what we paid at the time was um, about $500 a class. Yeah. So that was... 2500 a semester. Yeah. So yeah. about, about $5,000 a year. Yeah. Which, you know, it's not cheap. No. But, you know, like... It's but it's manageable. manageable. Yeah. Like, you can still, at the like, time, it was manageable. And, you know, yeah, we worked and you, mm. you could you could work in the summer and pay mm-hmm. it off potentially. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it depends on your situation as well at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, some people maybe like we, we live in the city, so we went to school in the city. So obviously yeah. that saves a lot of cost. but, um, yeah, imagine if we didn't like stay with our parents. Yeah. Cause then that would cost so much extra. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's gotten crazy. And you know, in some countries in Europe, for example, uh, uh university is free. Mm-hmm. I want to live in those countries. Yeah. But I mean that in itself, I mean, it's good. I'm, I don't want to knock that at all, but then it's like. Again, you're running into this problem where if you're putting so much pressure on education and you have too many people funneling through the system, yeah, it's good in some ways. I do think education is important, but at the same time, there's just like, if you're going that route, but I guess if it's free, it's not as like, yeah, pressing. I don't think they're like making everyone go to university necessarily, yeah. but I think they're giving you that opportunity. And mm-hmm. the thing is about these countries, it's not just the, you know, it's not just uh university education. They probably do they still have a high social safety net. Yeah. Um, so even if you can't get a job, you know, it's pr- like these countries are usually known for, you yeah. know, like having a high social safety net. And even for the lower paying jobs, they're still making pretty mm-hmm. decent income. I heard, I, mean? I heard, I met this, um, a couple of girls, like Norwegian girls when I was traveling. Oh, mm-hmm. And they were like being from a perfect country. Oh my God. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that Norway has joking. its own problems. I'm sure they do. But, Honestly, they were telling me that yeah. like, I guess, and I don't know if it's still the case guys, cause this was like many years ago I was traveling, but they were telling me that like in Norway, like obviously when you go to university there, it's free, yeah. but also if you're a Norwegian and you're coming, you're, you're going to come back to Norway, yeah. you can go travel, uh, like study abroad and it gets paid for by the government. Oh my God. Yeah. God damn. What's like, it like living in such a good country? <laughs> I know. But you know, the, the, the issue, the issue, they have a very small population as well. They do. They have yeah. a very small population and they have, they're very resource rich. Right. Yes. So they're very similar to us. But like one of the things that they did that was kind of smart that we didn't do yeah. is like with their, cause they have a lot of oil and gas reserves as well yeah. is they purposely, um, they put a lot of the profits that were happening from the, like the oil and gas industry into like a reserve fund yeah. because what their whole philosophy was is like, they didn't want to overheat the economy. Yeah. And even when things go down and stuff, they might like put some money back into the economy, but they'll never like put too, too much to like overheat it. So it kind of like they, they get less like boom and bust cycles. Mm-hmm. And because they've been so smart with it, they literally have the world's largest sovereign fund, I think. Yeah. Like something crazy. They have like a crazy amount per, per, per person. Popula- yeah. Yeah. So like, they're like fine. Yeah. But they actually take care of their citizens. And also it's, it's, I think they're the, the way that they probably see it, in my opinion, um, maybe there's some Norwegians out there, mm. um, is that oil is not a private business entity. This is the, this big is issue. a country like you, it's not even, it doesn't, it shouldn't be owned by anybody. Exactly. Realistically. Well, and it, when it, be, when it becomes a necessity, 
Yes. Like, and it's something that like, it's a product, like it's not like a Fitbit watch or like a, mm-hmm. one of these things where it's like, no, you don't really need it. It's something that you buy if you really want to. Um, but I actually saw a TikTok about this mm-hmm. and it was about in the UK cause the UK is experiencing, and uh, well, globally you're experiencing this anyway, but in the UK they're talking about like the energy bills there mm. and apparently they're like going, they're fucked in the winter. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. They're, they're going to be fucked. They're getting so crazy. And yeah. so many people are like putting pressure on the government to say like, hang on here. Like these energy companies are recording like the last couple of years, record profits, record profits, right? Like you have these huge multi-billion dollar companies and yet now you're saying that the price is going up even more. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, maybe these really big companies that are making billions, they need to like scale back a bit and like, but that's never going to happen, right? Like the government has to kind of step in and be like, you know what, actually we're going to put a cap on the prices. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to walk away with like, Billions of dollars to like the shareholder. We just have to rein Off it of in a, a little bit. natural resource. I know. Like that's what's crazy. I know. If you actually think about it, our world is, has gone insane. Mm-hmm. We've literally taken like water, for example, which is a natural resource. Nobody owns, wa- like nobody should own water. Even yeah. people argue like even the concept of land, right? It's, yeah. like, it's just insane yeah. that we're just like, okay, this is privately owned. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Based on what? Yeah. Why do oil companies own the oil? Why? Yeah. Cause we've allowed it to happen and mm-hmm. then we fuck over people in the process. But then that, that's what I was going to say about like how, mm-hmm. how in Norway they did that sovereign fund and the government exactly. has more control. Whereas here they never did that. Right. So, so we get fluctuated. I mean, we do have some, obviously our government does benefit from oil and gas. Like they'll yeah, get yeah, like yeah. tax revenue and stuff. But at the end of the day, because they don't do that or put, I don't know exactly how they do it in Norway, <laughs> yeah. but like, are we are really exposed to boom and bust. Cycles. Oh, so badly. Yeah. Like, because we see it as a private uh, product exactly. when, it's, when it shouldn't be seen as that exactly but I do think I do think it's just like the more I think about it the more I like see these like TikTok videos but also just like in general like I've seen so many things lately which really has started making me think about this too which I kind of already thought about it anyway but it was quite interesting because you know quite often like proponents of like not increasing minimum wage or not you know supporting the unions and doing all this kind of stuff a lot of those people will be like oh you know those those union people are and those people are just getting so greedy like they don't understand like if they if their cost of wages go up everything else has to go up and blah 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 and it's like part of that's true but then part of it is also when is, when is we as a society going to turn around and be like actually hang on a second all of you fucking billion dollar companies yeah that's not okay anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't, cause, cause what essentially is happening guys is like, there's this wealth transfer, mm-hmm. right? Like the, these resources that are earning billions of dollars, really the profits are going into a select few people yeah. that are accumulating wealth. That's ultimately yeah. what's happening all over the world. While everyone's suffering. Exactly. So like even, even all this inflation and stuff, people that are billionaires, like this, this, this doesn't even, isn't even a reality to them. Oh, it's so crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like they're in their own universe and I'm not, yeah, I don't know. It, oh God, this stuff. It's just, insane. Mm-hmm. Well, what's also insane is that it doesn't help. Like we always talk about, it's like if, if people have less money to spend, it doesn't stimulate the economy. Well, exactly. If people make more money where they can spend more money, they're going to spend more money. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry, but like even, <sighs> even take it Calgary as like an example, if things keep getting more and more expensive here and the middle class starts getting pressed and the middle class is generally the largest amount of people, right? Like versus how mm-hmm. the super wealthy and people that are uh, kind of in poverty, if the middle class gets pushed and more and more of those people are getting closer to that like poverty line or to the mm-hmm. really struggle, struggle city, if you will, like restaurants are going to suffer. Cafes are yeah. going to suffer. Coffee shops are going to suffer. And we're going to start seeing these businesses and we're already yeah. kind of starting to see it. Mm-hmm. Businesses shutting down because yeah. they are not getting enough traffic because guess what? You know, as soon as it starts impacting like us as well, we're yeah. like, we're like thinking, okay, well, hang on a second. Maybe I would go out for dinner. I don't know, three times a week. I don't know how often, like two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start reducing that as soon as that's like more impacting me. I'm like, Oh, actually I'm thinking twice about going yeah. out. I'm my groceries are so fucking expensive now. Like maybe I go out once a week and then things that just catapults. Yeah. Right. So it's not good for anyone guys. Nope. It's a scary, nope. sad situation <laughs> for all of us. Anyway. So yeah, Biden, mm-hmm. he's forgiving some loans. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you think of that. What are your you thoughts are, on this guys? If you're, if you're from the United States of America, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy as hell. And kind of going hand in hand with this is another interesting concept that's going on right now. I don't know if you've heard about it. Well, Rose, I think we talked about it briefly. Would it be? The concept of quiet quitting. Oh, yeah. Quiet quitting. So yeah. I, I saw this on TikTok. Of course you did. 
<laughs> I'm sure you also saw it on TikTok. I also did. But I also so, heard about it before TikTok. Yeah. So first of all, I feel like the term is very misleading. It is. It's not a very good term. I don't know who came up with it. Because because essentially... Because it's not quitting at all. No. It's doing the, the job. <laughs> yeah. It's basically, it's basically like people being like, you know what? I'm not going to work my... Um, I'm not going to be so invested and work until I'm going to die, basically. Not yes. like work until I'm going to die, but I'm not going to... What am I trying to say? It you says, know, like, though, def- though definitions vary, quiet quitting essentially refers to clocking in when you're expected to, yeah. doing your assigned tasks and leaving on time and not taking extra work outside your regular hours, aka working. Yeah. But <laughs> no, but you know the expectation now is to do more or go over and above, Well, right? that's crazy. Yeah. So now so many people are like, you know what? I don't want to live that stress. And then it says here, it's not about slacking off on the job, but rather setting boundaries to prevent burn now which i think is actually right pretty good but i did see this thing on tiktok where people were like quiet quitting or they maybe it's not the right term because this makes it, more it, sense yeah, to yeah. Me. quiet quitting is a bad i don't know why who came up with the term quiet quitting exactly but it was like they were talking about these people that were doing the bare minimum at their job just to do like yeah the, well that's not even the bare minimum that's doing the job yeah so this is like doing bare your, minimum is like you're not really trying that hard true right but um because of remote work and everything i saw this thing where people were advocates are like go like doing doing the bare minimum at their job and literally working four or five full-time jobs doing the bare minimum at all of them oh and somehow like working all the jobs what yeah so basically like kind of slacking off yeah on every, every job. single job until you get fired from one and then it's fine because you have four other jobs oh my first of all who is finding five jobs i don't know <laughs> It was crazy. I remember seeing this thing where this guy on, again, on TikTok guys, but this guy was like (laughs) telling people about how he works. He worked like three or four different jobs, I think at the time. So, and he's making a TikTok. Did he show his face? Mm hmm. Not so smart, are you, buddy? No, he probably is not uh-huh. working at any of them now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this actually to me makes more sense. Like it, it shouldn't be called quiet quitting. It should be called something like, um, I don't know. I don't know what it should be. Just doing work. Yeah. Like, don't go beyond what you are paid to do exactly which you know like fair enough mm-hmm. um it's interesting i think i think the well i think with that example of the guy mm-hmm. having five jobs that's quite interesting because it kind of brings up the concept of like again we when we have these jobs especially those nine to five jobs mm-hmm. it's like i've always complained about this about these nine to five jobs it's like yeah. you're you're sitting there giving your your time for money yeah it has very little to do with how much work you're doing in that time yeah because i remember when i used to work at these nine to five jobs i didn't have not they didn't give me enough work to sit there for fucking eight hours a day yeah but i had to sit there for eight, eight hours a day yeah just because i could have definitely done three or four jobs in that time yeah so sure like i'll do it yeah because if i have to sit there anyway that's the expectation mm. But they're, they're not giving me any extra work. Exactly. And they're not giving why me any extra I, money. So exactly. why not earn another full-time salary? Yeah. And like, why am I going to be... Because I, you know, I work relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. So if I can finish my job in two hours, what's the difference between someone that takes eight hours to do what I do and two hours to do what I do? Yeah. And why should I get paid any less? Mm-hmm. It's interesting because again, we've... For some reason, we've decided time is, you know, where we exchange money. Mm. But at the same time... There isn't enough work sometimes to fill the 40 hours a week you're expected to do at an office job. Yeah. So half the time. And like if you ever work, if, I'm sure a lot of you guys, if you worked at an office, you know what I'm talking about. It's like half the people are just dicking around half the time. Oh my God, I know. Like you're just standing in the, you know, in the kitchen, fucking chatting beside the the water cooler, whatever. The, the water cooler chat. Yeah. And then you're just like. You know, going for walks and coffee chats, mm-hmm. having all these pointless meetings where you oh have God, so many meetings. fucking office talk. It's it's so like there's so much wasted time but the the productivity is not that's why they say if you reduce the uh, work hours to six hours a day yeah. people become sometimes more productive yeah or another proponent of that is is which they're kind of like talking about as well is to reduce it down to a four-day work week yes because so again you're not working the four, 40 hours mm-hmm. like let's fucking face it i know i remember there was a lady that started at the well she was working at the firm that i worked at before yeah and she worked four hours a four hours she worked four days days a week week. that was her like schedule and stuff and she was like it was amazing she's like if you can afford to like because yeah obviously she took four-fifths of her salary which is again crazy yeah Yeah. so she was like and she and she was like if you can afford to take a pay cut and just like work like one at less yeah it's so nice yeah and i'm like actually it makes sense because then you're only working four days a week and three days of the week it's your time Exactly. And then the more rested you are, you are more likely to perform better at your job. Exactly. And the thing is, two, whoever invented two-day week uh, weekends, weekends? Oh. I'm sorry, 
you uh, don't deserve anything nice, okay? <laughs> what is two days? I know. Two days is not enough, okay? You work five days a week, okay? Five days a week. And then you barely have... And the problem is you work during like, you know, the main hours of the day. Mm. So basically your whole day is gone. By the time you have breakfast, you have to go to work. Yeah. You come back from work. It's already dinner time. And then your day's gone. You're exhausted. You can't do anything. And then finally you get the sweet release of the weekend. Mm. And then maybe you get drunk one day, let's say. <laughs> and then you have a day of being hungover and useless. Yeah. Which we should all have a day of being hungover and useless. Mm-hmm. And then we have one day to get our shit together and get back to work. Yeah. One day to prepare for I know. the work week ahead. It actually, it actually kind of stressed me out because like obviously me and Rose, we met up yesterday. Well, not which obviously. Which was Sunday. Which was Sunday to record a couple other episodes for this podcast um, while Rose is away. And honestly, like I got home. Well, I went and saw my friend after and then by the time <laughs> I got home, I was like, oh my God, like I'm back at work tomorrow. And I was back it's at work so today. It's so fast. I know. I was like, I honestly, I, I think future roles that I have I might try to like negotiate like to try to get like a three a four day work week or something or or even like a lot of companies they'll do like every second Friday off yes even that is like better in my opinion also my opinion is you should just what what I would like to do is like for example at your company that could be like okay why don't we try out Mm. a four day work week and again, just test out the productivity, the amount mm. of money made, the amount of clients acquired, the amount of work done. Yeah. Guaranteed, people are still going to do the same amount of work yeah. because there is a principle. There's a principle in productivity where basically the amount of time you give someone to do a certain job and right. the amount of time you give yourself, yeah. you're going to get the same amount of work done in that time, mm-hmm. which is why if you give yourself two weeks to do a project, you're going to take the whole two weeks. Yep. If you give yourself an hour to do a certain project, you're probably going to do it, in, of, of course, well, within reason. Within yeah, reason, yeah, yeah. right? It has to be, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, we all remember if we went to school and stuff, it's like having an essay due. And if we had like two days to do it, we do it usually in the two days. Yeah. But if we had a week to do it, we would just uh, fumble about, you know. Yeah. Go. We would take the whole week to exactly. do it. Exactly. And like the same thing happened like with uh, when the pandemic was, you know, at its peak. We we're all staying at home. I was like, oh, I have so much time. I wasn't more productive. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, dicking around the whole time. I was like, was oh, I have nice. so much time. It was so nice. I miss it. Because <laughs> it's like as soon as it like not ended. Like, oh I mean, God. obviously COVID's still a thing. Yeah. But like life just got so busy. Oh, my God. I know. I miss like just, you know, doing nothing. Yeah. Not and that it, I did nothing, but it was so nice. Yeah. But it was just like nice to even like know. Because like a part of me, I still get like FOMO. So I'll be like, oh, if oh, people are going FOMO. out. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I kind of want to go out. But then also, but whereas when COVID was happening and where I was just at my, my parents' house, I was like, well. Nothing else yeah, to do. Yeah, let's just, just watch some Netflix. Let's watch. Let's, let's go for watch a walk. Some Tiger King. Yeah. Oh, I miss like just pointless walks. I mean, I still do point, pointless walks. But yeah, like, I, lo- I love. I felt less guilty during that time. Yeah, but isn't it not, one thing? I think it's nice is like the things that we take away from that is like actually walking more and stuff. Like, I know. Just a new appreciation yes, to like new appreciate and, and yeah. like jogging outside, spending time outside. Mm. I stuff. I still definitely do more of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I think. I, I think I honestly think because of covid Mm. these kind of things are happening people are becoming less like you know so like oh my god i have to like work really hard at my job yeah which but also another thing that was interesting and this happened at my firm as well is a lot of the like well not just my firm but a lot of companies around the world they were like nervous about their whole workforce working from home like remotely because like some people are micromanagers or whatever else and they were thinking oh you know we're not going to be able to like get the job done and stuff but i think the fact that everyone moved onto online and the work still got done at the same pace, if not even better. People were like, holy shit. Because now, actually, one of the nice things that's come out of it is a lot of companies are offering like a hybrid working model. Oh, so nice. So you can do like, you know, our office is mandated three days in the in the office, two days working from home. That's perfect. Yeah. So you can like kind of spend your time like if you have like a point, like an appointment or you have a plumber coming to your house. Yeah. You can just work from home that day and like it's not such a big deal. Yeah. Um, especially one of the hard things I found always working Monday to Friday, like nine to five jobs is like little things that people that don't have that schedule take for granted. Like a lot of the time you need to go to the bank or do any of those. It's like the hours are like quite tight Mm -hmm. because like banks are only open until a certain amount of time. Or like if you have to go like do certain things where it's like their hours don't go Mm -hmm. much later than five, Mm -hmm. you're just always like fucked. So annoying. You have to like leave early, like any sort of appointments, like dentist appointments, Mm -hmm. doctor appointments. I take those things for granted for sure. Like I know for sure, like my life is easier because I don't work the nine to five hours and I can do stuff in that time. Yeah. During the day. And like even like going to the gym, for example, it's so much busier when you go during like in the morning before everyone goes to work or Mm. after work everyone's like there or lunchtime lunchtime's crazy yeah that's where like everybody is because everyone has to work those same hours again it's just like i don't know it's just it's crazy (laughs) 
It is crazy. I think honestly, we're, we're fucking machines. Apparently, I know. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, the next role that I get, whatever it might be, I think I'm gonna try to like negotiate some kind of like warning thing. next uh, employer of Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> That will be on the table, but it's true. Like honestly, and it's even saying right here, it's like there's apparently again in, in Canada, it's a tight job market. Attraction and retention of talent has increased importance since workers they have more options. Job vacancies are high, and I guess they've climbed three point two percent in June from a month earlier. Um, and right, it's it, it's an employee market right now. Yeah, yeah. So again, this has changed because it used to be. Yeah. I feel like it used to be an employer market, and now it seems to be an employee market <laughs> well i'm sure there i, I can't remember when yeah. but i i think for a while um especially since the pandemic people have been having a hard time filling jobs yeah because like i don't know like people just i don't i don't know i don't know what's going on yeah it's interesting because like even you were saying like for the cafe and stuff like yeah for for restaurant businesses yeah. it's insane but i think it's also corporate as well like there is again what's are people just not working i'm what, so the, confused this is what i mean like <laughs> the, all of these macro trends that happen it's so hard for me to understand what's going on like in terms of like we're talking about the rental market how basically overnight it went from <laughs> like being like offering incentives to being like we're at a one record yeah. low one percent vacancy and and then like the job market as well. It's like since the pandemic, it's been so hard to fill roles, certain roles, I think. Um, and in, like, it's like, what is everyone doing right now? Like, is everybody just like chilling? I have no idea. Like, it's actually crazy. Because like, you still need to make money because everything's expensive I know. Now. Why, are you not working? I'm very confused. Yeah. Like, guys, what are people doing? I just don't understand. Like, if you're not working, yeah. not applying for anything, like, what and are you actually... It's, it's not just office jobs. Yeah. Like, any sort of, like, service jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I heard that people just got, like, sick of the service industry. But I'm like, aren't there people, like, aren't there university students that want to work those yeah. jobs? Like, I remember when I was in university, mm-hmm. I worked service jobs. It's like so many, I've seen so many, like, I can't think of a place recently that I've seen this in Calgary, but I remember seeing signs like this where it's like closed due to short staff. Oh, there's a lot yeah. of businesses like this yeah. because and I'm like, it's okay. true. Like if you don't have enough staff, like you can't run your business. Exactly. That's insane. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Again, like, are these people, are, are they not eating? Like what's happening? I know. That's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, how... Somehow they're renting because there's only one percent vacancy rate. Yeah, and but then think about how expensive groceries and everything are getting. Like, are they just living? Are are they back at their parents' place? What is going on? I want to understand. I know. Um, it's very confusing, but, uh, yeah, yeah, apparently people are quiet quitting. Yeah. Again, I think it's a funny term. Um, you know, I think it's fine to do your job in the allotted time frame. Mm -hmm. But that's how I always worked. I guess I I was always quiet quitting. Well, that doesn't surprise me. (laughs) You're a quiet quitter. I roast. did the bare minimum. But this the term quiet quitting, what I thought, like cause now reading this article and stuff. I thought like, it meant people just that, that just ghosted their job. Basically, they, they just do the very bare minimum whatsoever and in hopes of getting fired. Oh, I'm, yeah. That's what I thought <laughs> quiet quitting was. Like, I mean, it's that like you don't, makes you don't, more sense. You don't actively quit. You kind of like passive aggressively right. quit. <laughs> like just be like, yeah. Quietly I'll. quit. Yeah. Like you just don't deliver on your deadlines. Don't do yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like this. And you're just like, mm. Like, like somebody that wants to break up with someone but can't do it exactly. you go and then just them. like stop talking like stop messaging them and stuff yeah, and yeah, just yeah. say like one word answers until the other person breaks up with them yeah <laughs> that's what it, that's what it sounded like to me yeah. when i first heard it i was like oh my god people are like are they like just not able to quit because mm. they're scared but I, think it's, I think i think what's happened is there's like a mixture of things going on in the job market right now and everyone's yeah. kind of just branded as quiet quitting like multiple things. I, I hate this term. I know. I also don't like it, guys. Again, it doesn't even, I don't even understand why this term is a thing. It's literally just people doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. I vote for it not to be called quiet quitting. <laughs> well, I, I vote, vote for it called, be called sh- doing your job. Yes. This shouldn't even be a trend. It's just I know. people doing their jobs. But it, I get but, that like you don't have to go up. Yeah. Like, maybe that is the unreasonable expectation. But that's the expectation of a lot of employers is for you to go over and above. So I think that's why people are like thinking like this is a trend right now doing your job. Do you think most employers are expecting you to stay after work? Oh, yes. Yeah? God damn. I would say, okay, like, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine, like, most employers or big companies, they would expect, like, I guess depending on what's going on, but they they would expect you to stay after work. God damn. Yeah. I know in Asia, it's like that. It's fucked Mm -hmm. up. But I think in Canada, it's a little bit less. So it's more like, okay, if you're working on a project and there's a deadline. Right. Then the expectation is that That you you stay. That you stay late to to, to deliver that deadline. Um, Let me see. What else? What else was the quiet quitting thing about? It was like um, doing your assigned tax. (laughs) So basically just like not staying like late. Yeah. (laughs) 
So just being like, I'm not going to stay late whatsoever. Like even if there's a project or something, I will work really hard during the day. But I'm <laughs> signing off on my computer. It's at called like doing your job in the allotted time that your job is uh, supposed to be done. Yeah. <laughs> Which not... fair. Yeah. Fair. I think it's fair. Um, I think the term is stupid. I think it's just called doing your job. Um, I just love this. It's like I kind of mentioned this already, but like it's not about slacking, but it's just about setting boundaries. Yeah, it's setting. There you go. Setting boundaries. Yeah. That's all you need to do. And also like these people, which I always say this, you need to understand that most of these jobs, I'm sorry, you are not saving lives. You are not performing heart surgery. Calm the fuck down. Some of you take your jobs way too fucking seriously. I'm sorry. Mm. You will not give a shit about whatever the job you're doing mm. 20 years from now. So calm the fuck down. Yeah. Here's a, here's an interesting thing about this article. He's like, most employees understand that the nature of working of the working world means sometimes unexpected tasks come up or an important deadline means a project that was supposed to be completed earlier in the days ends up going into the night. Mm. The problem is when those expectations become an everyday thing for that employer, um, everyday thing that the, the employer didn't clearly outline during the hiring process or when an issue such as being perpetually understaffed has never, uh, was oh, never brought up mm-hmm, early on. Mm-hmm. You then have a job that's structured for burnout. So, I mean, I can see what this is like if you're in a job and it's like, you know, you're short staffed all the time yeah. and nobody stays around and you know, you're constantly having to pick up the slack. It's like, you can only do that for so long and yeah. then eventually you're going to burn out as well. So it's like important to kind of like balance that, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and understand that expectation. Um, yeah. Fair. Another, another part of the equation pushing workers toward quiet quitting is the wage component. While wages have been rise, rising, they haven't been keeping up with inflation. Oh so God, I guess that's fucking I word, man. I know. And that in a sense is like a lot of employees are like, well, you know what? If you're not going to pay me what's you know, good, like with inflation and everything else, why am I staying late? Exactly. Why am I putting my time when you're not going to pay me for it? So yeah, what's insane is I'm sorry. Do most of these people even make overtime always? I don't think so. A lot. It, it de- depends on the job, obviously. But like, yeah. if you're on a salary job, generally you don't make overtime. And usually, your salary job is some is also based on a forty-hour work week. Yeah. So why are you working more? Exactly. And why should people expect you to work more? This thing, this needs to be a thing in Asia, mm-hmm. okay, where the work culture is ten times more toxic. Yeah. Um. You know, sometimes I. I know that, it, you know, obviously burnout is bad and mm-hmm. we shouldn't overwork anywhere. But sometimes I look at Asia and I'm like, God, we live in a really nice fucking country because yeah. <laughs> it's so bad in Asia in like mm. every aspect. When people talk about like fat shaming, for example, in North America, I laugh because you're it, like, no, I know it's still a thing. But it's yeah. like, you know, when you it's like it's like I've seen the worst. So when I come here, I'm like, oh, my God, people here are so like, you know, like nobody fat shames here yeah. in Asia. It's like. It's so bad. It's the same thing with working. It's yeah. like people stay till eight, nine, ten o'clock. God. You know, and, and then people back s- at like six in the morning. Yeah. It's oh. crazy. And even students, the way that they treat their students, it's insane. Yeah. These are teenagers mm-hmm. and they go to school and they're expected to like do the school, normal hours of school. And then they go to like in Korea, it's called Hagwon. It's basically like basically like after going school? it's an after school thing. School. It's basically school. Yeah. And then they stay there until like ten, eleven o'clock at night. When, when do they have time to play with their friends? They don't. They don't play with their friends. They have to go to school. It's crazy. It's Damn. crazy. And that's normal in Korea. Like, if you don't go to Hagwon, that's, like, not normal. Yeah. Like, you're going to be behind. It's so hyper-competitive. And then kids are depressed and they're under-exercised. It's so many issues. So that's why, again, like, we had it so good here mm. in terms of... And, again, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, it's so much better here. But it is. But, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that it, we can't improve here. Of course. Yeah, but, yeah. man, if some of that... Some of this attitude went into Asia, oh, my God. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. But, God damn. you know, it's it's a toxic-ass place mm-hmm. sometimes. And on that positive <laughs> note... You guys, <laughs> let us know what you think of any of the stories we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the term quiet quitting? I, I don't like it. I know. It's called doing your job. Yep. <laughs> it's not quite quitting because you're not technically quitting and yes. you're not being quiet. Let's not. Yeah, yeah like, You're definitely not being quiet if you're, no. on, if you're on TikTok. You're, you're doing your job and you're doing what you're assigned to do. Exactly. Like, you should all just do freelance work, honestly. Oh God, I'm like debating. I need to become like a consultant or yeah, something for it's myself. So crazy. Exactly. And then like... And again, it's that's the difference. I think what's crazy is like once I started working for myself, I realized mm. like, okay, when I actually work, I'm actually working. Yeah. I'm not just like, you know, <laughs> my previous employers are probably like, were you just doing nothing? Yeah. Well, listen, I was always a good worker. Yeah, you were like, because, uh, yes. You, you got like 
people were like, oh my God, Rose, you're doing so much. Yeah. So thank you. And I'm like, I've literally done nothing. What yeah. is like- <laughs> I thought I was doing the bare minimum. No, but it makes, it does make me wonder. Cause like every job that I've had, and I don't think I'm like the best employee ever, <laughs> yeah. but like, I remember I had some temp jobs and this was like a long time ago. And, um, I worked at this one company. They're actually not here in Calgary anymore, but I worked at this one company and, um, just for like, I don't know, it was like three weeks or like a month helping yeah, with like yeah. a bunch of different projects and stuff. And literally as a temp, like I was, you know, doing not the bare minimum, but I was like just doing you enough. You thought you were doing the bare I minimum. I thought I was doing the bare minimum. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm just coming in here. Short. the bare minimum is difficult for a lot of people. And I, they were like, the the HR <laughs> manager was like. They're like, oh my God. Yes. Please stay. They were like trying to offer me like another, they wanted me to come back, yeah. all this stuff. And I was like, who has worked for you before? Like one of the tasks no. was like filing. And I was like, who has worked for you before? Well, like, as someone that has hired multiple people in the past few years, <laughs> let me just tell you that what is out there is scary. Uh, so that is why, mm. like, it is insane how, mm. like, how bad some people are. Yeah. Speaking of hiring and employee drama, <laughs> you should check out our Patreon exclusive for August, because guys. I drop some tea. I spill some tea, you Rose guys. some hot tea. Um, about some, um, yeah, some people I've hired in the mm-hmm. past. In the past, yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Uh, check it so out at patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Yeah. If you, want the, if you want the employer's perspective on yeah. some of these things, <laughs> because, you know, sometimes, especially as a small business, mm. you know, it, it's, it's challenging. It's a different world out there. It's for a them, different world. Small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, please, if you're watching, <laughs> Watching this on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up. Show some love in the comment section down yeah. down under. Um, check us out on uh, Patreon, as we mentioned, patreon.com slash the Savage Podcast. We're also on TikTok. We're also on Instagram at the Savage Podcast. And yeah, if you're watching or listening, sorry, listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to hit that follow button. Um, then that way you will get updated as soon as these um, episodes go live. on the And give us platform. a rating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so star. much, you guys. <laughs> and we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.